Hello, and welcome to Live the Grasp. I am Brian Naylor, and joining me on the line is Mike Rifo. On today's podcast, we're going to be recapping the NFL Divisional Round weekend and previewing the Conference Championship Round. What's up, dude? I'm not recapping shit. <laughs> so we can recap our schedules to start our our records for last week. I ended up six and two. Uh, we yeah, ended. I, up I love how you just you said, "Oh, we could have." Uh, I think it was on not Instagram, but the uh, the Twitter feed where you go, like, "Yeah, we've had better weekends." I'm like, "Go after yourself. You had a great weekend at six and two. Going zero and eight is horrible. I mean, it, I mean." It couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to approach this as a team. I'm coming in here and saying we could have done better as a team. No. And then you're saying go F myself for not throwing you under the bus. That's fine. I'll keep that. Oh, in mind it was absolutely throwing you under the bus. I it, just 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 to give you a little heads up on what you probably should have done if we're trying to get more people involved with this uh podcast. <laughs> you I would pick say, winners. I would have said yeah, true. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I would have said, I would have said, you know what? I did a very, I did have a very good weekend and we'll have uh, Mike, uh, you know, show his picks later on or something like that, but not showing X, 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 X. I mean, if anyone knew, wanted, knew, wanted to be like, oh, you know what, let's, let's see what's out there. And you see my picks that all X's, they're going to be like, well, no, this is a waste of my time because one guy apparently smokes crack and just picks out of a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy probably would have done better than 0 and 8. That's uh, true. <laughs> it's, Yeah. <laughs> There are weekends where you just, yeah, you just got to kind of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. At some point, so, uh. All right. So the first game we're going to preview is the Tampa Bay at Green Bay game. Uh, the spread here is three. Green Bay favored by three. And the over under, is it at 51? 51 and a half. 51 uh, I mean, and unless half. it's changed, but I think it's the 51 and a half still. Okay, so and 51 and a half. So we're going to do a, a light recap of the games that got these teams here. So we'll start with Green Bay. Green Bay went up against the Los Angeles Rams. They The Rams were the number three rush defense, but it did not affect Green Bay at all. Green Bay carried the ball 36 times for 188 yards, and that's a 5.2 average and two touchdowns. And Rodgers was unfazed as well. He played great. On the other side of the ball, I, I think if you're looking at any concerns coming into this game, this Tampa Bay game for Green Bay, Goff and Akers still were pretty effective, despite Goff only having nine fingers and Green Bay knowing the game plan was going to be giving it to Cam Akers. They, Green Bay also didn't force any turnovers, despite how sort of one-dimensional the Rams looked at times. So I think that's a little concerning. Do you have any other observations about the Green Bay Rams game? Aaron Donald was I I don't think I mean at least I didn't think he was this injured going into this game I, I think he played less than half snaps on the defensive side I might that's that's it right there I mean it, it, that's your you were hoping that the offensive uh, the uh, defensive line of the Rams would be able to get to um to Rodgers and that just never happened Donald tried to tried to play when he could, but uh, he, he was definitely hurting. So you could see his emotion after the game that he was he was disappointed that he, he was not at full strength. So um, that th- I think that was the biggest difference was the the offensive line to the Green Bay Packers was just incredible that game. Whether it was running running uh, blocking for a running offense or blocking for uh, for Rodgers, the Rams didn't didn't sniff him at all. Yeah, so the Packers go on to win 32-18. to uh, Rodgers moves on to the NFC Championship game, matched up against Tom Brady. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers played against the Saints. They go on to win 30-20 to in that game. 
Tampa Bay forced four turnovers in this game. Tom Brady played a pretty efficient game, two touchdowns, but he wasn't overly effective, didn't reach 200 yards. Uh, they keep kind of riding, uh, splitting carries between Fournette and Jones. Both of them got over 60 yards rushing. But I really think the story of the game here was Drew Brees. They ended up picking him off three times. They had four total turnovers from New Orleans, and then I think that kind of sealed it. Every, all the other stats across the board are pretty even between total yardage, time of possession, first downs. Uh, but Tampa Bay goes on to win 30 to 20. You got any other observations here? Well, it also, I mean, it also came out today. I guess Drew's, Drew Brees' wife said that he's been playing with a torn rotator cuff. I don't know if it's been the entire season, but a, a good length of season. And also he's been, uh, I guess he still had a couple a couple ribs broken. So yeah, he, he was not at 100% obviously in that game. It just shows that even though I don't think all of the interceptions were his fault in that game, I think the first one was his. It was just a bad pass right when he threw him. Like, what are you doing? The second one, Kamara just wasn't looking at it. And then the third one hits off Cooks's, uh, Cooks's shoulder pad and, and goes right into the defensive player. But I mean, e- even those, I-, I felt like it was before it was before all that started. It's when Cook fumbled the ball that the entire game changed. Uh, it, you'd be be pressed to find another play that was bigger than that play because the saints are going down. They already have a seven point lead. They on that play, they're getting to the 50 cooks fumbles and then Tampa Bay takes it back uh, and, and, and and scores a touchdown. And that's, that's all she wrote. So that, that, that was probably, like I said, I think that was the most heartbreaking uh, loss for me (laughs) because I didn't even hit the over on that one too. So just a gut punch at that point. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I could have been on suicide watch. You never know. Oh, I thought you were. You didn't talk to me for like five days. <laughs> well, what am I going to say? Oh, yeah. You, hey, good, congratulations. Kick my ass. What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe something along those lines. Um, yeah. So now we're going to do the preview for the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. Uh, I think we can start off given that Green Bay has a reputation for a lot of snow. There's only a 7% chance right now of snow. It's supposed to be 27 degrees at kickoff at 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I also think that personally, the cold is a little overhyped uh, in this particular matchup, even though Tampa Bay obviously is a warm weather team. Tom Brady's played 20 years in New England. Gronk played 13 years in New England. Antonio Brown played most of his career in Pitt. And even like Chris Godwin was born in Pennsylvania, played his college career in Delaware, or I'm sorry, grew up playing in high school in Delaware and playing college at Penn state. So like all these guys are used to all the relevant players for the most part are used to cold weather games. So I don't think that's going to be that big of a factor, but I will say that I, I think green Bay's complete offense between how well Aaron Jones has been running. They have AJ Dillon coming in and having big chunks. They have Jamal Williams coming in and contributing. I think their run game is really strong. And then you have Devontae Adams that proved last week again that he is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think this offense is going to stop, but I also think Tampa Bay is ready for them. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be kind of a sneaky shootout. I think all these guys are prepared for cold weather games and they have complete teams that have two headed rushing attacks on both teams and they have a number of wide receivers that can play deep. Uh, I actually like the over in this game and I've been torn about who I'm going to be picking. I think a lot of things point towards green Bay, but I think I'm going to be going Tampa Bay. I like their ceiling most of the year. I also believe that there's a chance that this could go to three and a half when you're looking at the VIG for these game for this game. So I'm probably gonna be putting money on Tampa Bay. What do you got? Um, I like your overpick. 
I'm on the other side. I'm still not sold on Tampa Bay. I think that they've, I mean, they played a Washington in the playoffs. They played a Washington team in the wild card round. I don't really even need to go into that because they let Heineke just have the game of his life. And then they, they beat a New Orleans team uh, where Drew Brees and I told you about the injuries. So, you know, again, I, I thought New Orleans was in complete control of that game. And, and that fumble just was a backbreaker to say the least, but you know, these two teams played, when did they play? Like in week, was it five or six, I believe? And that, that was the game where you and I both thought that uh, Rodgers, after the first touchdown, it was like, well, this is going to be a runaway for Green Bay. Then he throws an interception and is picked for a pick, uh, pick six. And then Tampa Bay just destroys um, Green Bay for the rest of the game. So, yeah. Uh, so just a re- quick recap of that. Green Bay went up 10-0 and was going down the field and – like like you said, we thought they were going to score. Rodgers throws a pick six. I believe it was only the third pick six of his entire career. And then he almost threw another one later in the game. But uh, Green Bay didn't score for the rest of the game. And Bucks went on to win 38-10. to 10. So yeah. after that first quarter, Green Bay didn't score again. And we thought that my observations from that game was that I, I actually felt like Aaron Rodgers quit. I felt that his spirit was kind of broken after that uh, almost <laughs> second pick six. But. Yeah, we got you got to remember that, that was Devonte Adams uh, first game back. He had been uh, I think he had missed the two previous games with a uh, hamstring injury. So and then um, their second leading receiver for the season wasn't even playing. I'm blanking on the tight end's name for right now. But turnovers have been a big reason why Tampa Bay was, has gotten this far, obviously. And and, and Green Bay is first in NFL and in, in giveaways this season. So I just don't think that that's going to be a factor and that Tampa Bay is going to actually have to rely on long drives. That said, I actually do agree with you on the, on the over. I think it is possibility of a shootout. Um, I'm with you. I don't think weather is going to be that big of a deal. I, I, it's football it, it, in any sport when it gets cold after the first five, 10 minutes that you're playing, you're in it. You're not going to, not really worried about the cold too much. Um, I'm actually on the green Bay side I, I, because of all the other reasons, but I also, this has been the, the thing that kind of shocked me uh, this past weekend was home field advantage is back. Um, there was a boatload of people at, at the Green Bay game where I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I guess they're just letting uh, fans back. No, I mean, and, and you got to give those fans their, they're they keeping their social distancing. They're wearing masks. Uh, that, that was one of the more impressive things that in all the games I saw that uh, the fans kept masks on and, and were, uh, were keeping safe distance distances but um i felt like of all the four games that one and possibly the kc game uh had the best uh had the best fan base and actually made some noise so i do think uh home field will be a factor in this game yeah so rogers actually went on record uh after the game in an interview he had mentioned that how much the home crowd meant to him and he said that towards the end of the game, as they were, you know, the, the game was sort of locked away, they started chanting MVP. And that was really the first time he had heard it all year. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's going to be the MVP this year. And he's been an MVP to, you know, people that sitting at home watching it on their 60 inch TVs, not to those the 60 plus thousand people in Green Bay. And he said that it, it meant a lot to him to to hear those chances. The game was winding down and he actually seemed to get a little emotional. So you're right. I think, I think it definitely means something for sure. It, it's one of, you know, you arguably have between the, the bills, the home fields last week between the bills and, and green Bay are two of the, I don't know, top four fan bases in the NFL, something like that. Like the, I don't know about size for Buffalo, but they're passionate. They're smashing tables yeah, and mean, tailgating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, what was the one thing I saw? I saw some special. God, I got to remember. I but looking, they have an unusual uh, pregame ritual. I don't remember what I, it was like. I, it's, it's not the table smashing. Maybe it was a ta- table smash. And, and okay, because I was thinking it was porter potty. I think I saw a guy jump off a porter pot. Yeah, and 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 into. Uh, the table smashing they smash yeah Look, not I, only that i i saw uh, i saw something on twitter i think when they made the playoffs that as somebody for a like gender reveal for like their next baby they took their like one-year-old baby and 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 made a cake that looked like a table and put the baby in a bill's jersey and then threw him on the table uh, on the cake so that the when they pulled them off, the like icing on the inside was pink. So they knew they were having a girl. So like they're throwing one year old babies into <laughs> cake tables in, in Buffalo. I they hope they awesomely put that baby or that baby was a little bit more than one year old. But yeah. Yeah. I'll pull the video up. I don't know if it was a lot more than one. But uh yeah. So so just as a quick recap, so Green Bay is the number one offense uh, according to DVOA in the league. Number 3 is Tampa Bay. I think the big difference is defense. So Tampa Bay is the number 5 overall defense and early in the season they were trending historically high and Green Bay is number 17. So I I really think this game's going to be close. I think it's a coin toss. I I think it's a really challenging game to handicap between these two teams. Um but but I agree. I agree like with you earlier i like the over i think it could have the potential i think neither one of these quarterbacks are going to be affected by any of this pressure or the weather and i think it's going to be has a small potential to be like a you know 33 to 27 game yeah and but i mean obviously if, if snow hits or something like that which it's, it's snow supposed to be um a factor if, if it was playing like 8 a.m but uh and 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 um, green bay has this weird thing where underneath their turf where it like heats it up and it melts melts snow or something like that on it so um yeah snow snow looks to not not be a factor in this game all right on to the next game we're going to be previewing the buffalo at kansas city game so kansas city is favored currently by three at this moment now uh patrick mahomes is still in the concussion protocol he's been taking first team snaps all week so it's suspected that he's going to play but i don't think this line is taking into account a 100 he's going to be there on sunday i have a feeling if he gets announced sometime in the next day or day and a half that this line will move up at least a little bit I, i'd give it at least a half a point but uh let's talk how these teams got here so buffalo last week buffalo played the ravens i like the under but i i still thought it was gonna be a higher scoring game bills go on to win here 17 to 3. Baltimore and Buffalo were tied 3-3 at halftime. I think kind of the turning point in this game was in the third quarter Lamar Jackson threw I believe it was a 101-yard pick six. So he threw it in the end zone, got picked off and run all the way back. And I think that that's a 14-point swing right there. So um I believe that that's that kind of what sealed the game. Lamar got hurt in this game. Uh, the and then it, he was taken over by sort of a little Lamar clone and Tyler Huntley um, that went out there and provided a little bit of a spark, but you know couldn't move the ball enough. So they go on to lose seventeen to three. I thought Buffalo looked all right. You know their defense made one major play that swung this game. Uh, Diggs continues to be unguardable. He had eight catches for one hundred six yards and a touchdown. Uh, they didn't really do anything on the on the ground. They had 16 rushes for 32 total yards. And Allen, I don't know. He he threw for 206 yards. Uh, his completion percentage was pretty good. It was around 60%. One touchdown, no pick. So it wasn't spectacular. Uh, he took one really bad sack at one point. I think he 
took lost like 14 yards on a sack, but uh, he did enough to win, especially with the Lamar injury. So anything else here? I mean, well, the, the amazing point is in, in that game, uh, I, uh, that first half, I think the bills want, uh, ran only one rushing, uh, play that first half. It was Singletary for three yards. And then I think Allen scrambled for another two that were actually passing plays, but throughout that <laughs> throughout the entire first half, he went 13 for 20, 22 and they ran the ball one on one on one time. Um, and the weird thing is uh, Buffalo did the exact opposite, or I'm sorry, Buffalo. Uh, Baltimore did the exact opposite of what I thought they were going to do and, and blitz him. They didn't blitz him. Not well, not nearly as much as they normally do. So uh, that, that was the only thing that really stood out to me where I was just like, I, I really didn't understand uh, the, the Ravens, the Ravens uh, uh, game plan on that. But, yeah, and then I mean, if you played the over like I did, uh, missing missing field goals uh, just absolutely kills you, or and actually attempting field goals actually kills you for overs. So, um, yeah, they, no one sustained drives, and it was a pretty. I was pumped for that game. I mean, you and I both said it. That could have been the game that was going to be the most interesting of the of the four, and uh, you could make the argument that it was probably the worst one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it was definitely the biggest disappointment. Um, all right, and now we're on to how Kansas City got here. So Kansas City beat the Cleveland Browns 22-17. to They seemed to be kind of in, in the control of the game early. They were up 19-3 going into the half. Um, but then everything kind of turned when Patrick Mahomes got hurt. So he was already limping around from a toe injury, according to today's injury report. That is still an issue. But the real issue was that he got a concussion, and it's been in the concussion protocol since this game. Uh, he was winning the concussion protocol in the third quarter and was ruled out for the rest of the game. And in comes Chad Henney. Uh, Chad Henney came in and threw, he went six for eight and, and a pick. His pick was terrible. It was in the end zone. And it was at a point when you thought it could be flipping the game for Cleveland. Uh, but then uh, Andy Reid went for an absolutely crazy fourth and one on his own side of the field and snapped the ball with 10 seconds left or six seconds left or something, caught the defense completely off guard and Henny threw for like a one yard completion to uh, Tyreek Hill. And then that's the game. They were able to run it out. Um, so they actually kind of limped by in this game. Uh, now they go in to play the Buffalo bills. So do you, do you have any other observations from this game? No, I, no. The, the only thing that I would, I, I would slightly disagree with you. I think that the toe is probably more of a concern I, from what I've read that the, they don't even think he got a real concussion. Like, even though it, it, it looked really bad once he was getting up, like he was wobbling. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. He definitely got a concussion, but apparently they're saying that that's not going to be the issue. Um, that his toe could have been an issue. That said, there was a video on the Kansas city chiefs Twitter account. And there was a video of him moving around. So actually the toad isn't as big of a factor as, uh, as I think it's going to be, but it's a toe. You never know. <laughs> he gets out there. Um, I think they'll obviously shoot it up with something. So maybe he won't feel it as much, but um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, it's definitely the, definitely the biggest, uh, biggest issue is, was whether or not if uh, Mahomes is going to be 
a shell of himself or going to be 100%. Yeah, and you also have to wonder coming into this game, how often is he going to run? Like, I mean, uh, overall, so you have the you have the toe injury, uh, but then you also have, you know, how willing is he to put his head down and potentially take another big hit uh, mm-hmm. trying to get a first down? So um, that actually all leads into, I like Buffalo in this game. So I right now, I wouldn't bet it right now. So Buffalo is uh, plus three right now, Kansas City's favored. Uh, like I said before, I think that 85% of this line is determined that that Mahomes is going to be definitely playing. And I think as soon as he gets cleared, I, I personally think this is going to move off of this three number. And I think it's going to be Buffalo plus three and a half. And then I'm going to jump on Buffalo. Um, the weather looks like it's going to be pretty good. It, it's right now predicted to be 32 degrees and a 1% chance of just rain at kickoff at 640 in Kansas City. That could turn to snow with how close that is to freezing, but maybe not. I think that some of the bigger issues for Kansas City is how many other people are hurt. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't practice today. Brashawn Breland, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Sammy Watkins, and Mahomes were all limited today. Uh, they still don't know if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to play in this game. Uh, and you start going through some of the other stats, too, even if everybody was completely healthy. Overall, Kansas City is ranked as the sixth best team in weighted DVOA. That means like towards the latter half of the season, who's been playing well. Buffalo's number one. They're the number one team. Uh, Buffalo's the number five offense and KC's the number two. So there's your edge for KC, but KC's the 22 defense versus the 12 Buffalo. And also the special teams, kind of a weird thing to keep an eye on, but uh, DVOA for special teams measures the efficiency of like, you know, where's your starting field position? How well are your kick returners returning kicks? How far are your punters kicking? Uh, all that stuff, all the, all the other stuff that goes into the side that isn't all offense defense and Buffalo's fourth overall and KC's 17. So, uh, you also have Buffalo's nine and one over their last 10 games. Josh Allen is eight and two as a, as an underdog, as a road underdog. There's just a lot of stuff that's kind of pointing Buffalo's way. And given that they're just healthier and you don't know what Mahomes is going to be doing on third and three, when he might be trying to force to run and he's coming off of this concussion and has a bad toe, is he, is he going to come up short? Is he not going to run at all and try to force it? I don't know. Um, so also KC, just, just another thing about their at the spread numbers. They only covered one game in the latter half of the season. I had said last week that they hadn't beat a team by plus 10 since week eight when they beat the Jets. Their last eight games, they haven't won a game by more than seven. So I, I just don't think they have this the same offense they had last year. They're really banged up and they're playing a really talented team. So I like Josh Allen to move on to the Super Bowl overall, but I, I like him with the plus and potentially plus three and a half if you wait a little bit. Yeah. Um would you would you do for the over under or did you pick that? Yeah, I'm taking the over. So right now I, I believe it's fifty four. I'm taking the over in that too. Yeah. I- I'm on KC this game. I, I just felt like the first half of the game against Cleveland, the game was going as as, as expected. Up 19-3. I mean, you look at you look at the first half stats, and it's just all KC. I mean, they were three for four on third downs, 293 yards. It looked like their offense was uh, was humming, um, and 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 then Mahomes gets gets jacked up. I mean, they they had they forced an interception, I think, in that third quarter, and only came away with the uh, three points. So yeah, they, they they are they're only winning tight games, so that that was kind of a shocker. But again, I'm just I think Buffalo they from like week 15 to week 17 they were crushing teams. Week 17 they they beat a pretty good Miami team, but the other two uh, were against uh, nonsense teams. 
this this playoffs hasn't been the greatest run for Buffalo uh, uh, these uh, first two games. Allen played okay. I mean, nothing stellar last week. 23 for 37, 206, one TD, rating of 86. Um, and it was against a, a, a good uh, Ravens team. I'm not going to knock that. But again, I, I think KC's going to win the game. I think that if the, the three is enough, it may be pushed at that point. But I think Casey, at the end of the day, will um, will make more plays and uh, and take the game. And I, mean, I, I agree with you. I think I think the over is the play, um, even though that gives me two overs and I don't like that. But um, yeah, you, you got to start winning these overs at some point, right? Yeah, I took all unders last week and I hit three of the four. Yeah. Yeah, which is pro- which is normally the way you should go. And I I think I even said that last week. I was just like, yeah. Three of my four were overs, and I was just like, I don't think that's a good idea. But yeah, I, a lot of what I said wasn't a good idea last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got anything else this week? I did. I did want to bring up one other thing. What do you think is going to be an easier game to pick a single game parlay? We'll, we'll we'll probably post them, but I was just curious what what game you're looking at as a single game parlay. Uh, I mean, to me, I think this is pretty clear. I'm definitely going with the Buffalo game. I don't really want a lot of this Tampa Bay game. I, I I just don't. I, I think Tampa Bay is mistake prone, but I think they have a really high ceiling and kind of a really low floor. So I think they're good enough to go go in and beat Green Bay and they, they could come out with, you know, a seven point win. I, I'd be a little more surprised if Kansas City came out and kind of kind of stomped Buffalo. Not to mention, like the Diggs target rate is insane. So if you're going to do a three team parlay or I'm sorry, a th- uh, same game parlay, I think you have to end up with with Devante. Devonte or Diggs as your touchdown scorers, yeah. And I'm I'm just going with Diggs at this point. Allen's looking to throw to him every other play, so I I would do something like I might even get a little ballsy and do like the Buffalo money line with that, which I think is plus one forty, like a Diggs touchdown in the over, and just cheat the over down to like you know forty eight or something like that. Yeah, I, I may just I, I think the I'm on the other one. I think the Green Bay one is what I would probably do. I, I agree with the, the Adams pick that any touchdown um, probably I'm trying to think who on Tampa Bay, I would actually pick if anyone to score another touchdown, or I might just pick um, uh, running back for, uh, for, for green Bay to also get in the end zone. And then at some point pick the over and then just go from there. Yeah. See, uh, like, I think it's, I think it's Adams just because, the you can look at the split carries for last week green bay has been doing a little bit more of like a shared running back by committee they've had a aj dillon and uh jamal williams uh taking a bunch of carries here and there so aaron jones is definitely their like lead guy yeah but it's not it's not like a you know 90 10 share it's more like a 40 you know 40 30 30 or something like that um so i I like Devontae and Diggs for the touchdown scores this weekend yeah, and they've had they've had more player props uh, like uh, you know yardage uh, props for for these uh, for these games. So that that's something else to look at. But we'll I'll probably post something for you know my single game parlay. I'm sure you'll do the exact same. Yeah, like Tyreek Hill is only 79 yards receiving, which I think is pretty low. Yeah, uh, but he he did he have a did he have a big game last? Game? But the thing with him is it's all about like one catch. Like he he can get one for sixty, and then it's and then it's basically in the bag. Like even Diggs in ninety three, 
I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, you know, he'll have a nice game. Eight, eight yeah. receptions, 10 targets, 110 yards. All right, that's all we have for this week. Uh, please hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, reach out to us. At, email us at livedegrasp at gmail.com. We'll respond to you anything.